Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. This is the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 38. I am your host, your commissioner, the GM of the playoff bound 4 and 10. <laughs> warmest regards sean i am joined by your co-host co-commissioner the gm of the not playoff bound six and eight fantasy football team Connor. the thing that i'm most excited about and i'll put it in the chat today the thing is I'm most excited about is that you're going to have to win two games in the playoffs just to have the same record or have the same amount of wins as me in our, uh, in our history sheet, which is hilarious. And I still think you should have, you should be three and nine <laughs> or, or three and 11. I mean, but that's up for discussion. And you're going to have to wait uh, until a year from now to try and get $15, which I'm going to get for just making the playoffs. So uh, suck it. That's a valid point. That is one of the points why I wanted to keep. That's why I did not want to give up earlier. But I don't think if I, I wanted to have made it anyways if I didn't give up, especially how James Robinson's been playing. Urban Meyer is the worst. Jeez. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a gif. Um, so the report, did you see the report I posted where he kicked the kicker in the stretching lines? Or yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Someone posted a gif on Twitter of a wrestler coming out of a out of the corner and kicking a guy in the chest and just said Urban Meyer in the stretching lines before games. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. They've got to get rid of him. I don't think I can go through another season. Tonight we have the week 14, the last week of the regular season reviews some league news where we will go over the playoff standings and the draft pick order. We have some late season trades to go over. We will have the playoff week one breakdown for the uh, dynasty league. Then we'll get into the redraft league, the pirate league and some dad jokes. But first the week 14 review weekly review. I will kick it off this week with the warmest regards coming in at four and nine against Jamar Rule. Coming in 11 and two with Jamar just needing a win to take the division. And Jamar takes it 197 to 157. Bit of an arse beating from Jake. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Jake continues. To Jamar Rule, the best friends division, with another dominate, dominating win, allowing them to lock up the division crown and the playoff bye. This was the Rule's second highest scoring, highest score of the year. Thank you, Jake. Uh, seems to happen to me a lot. 
second highest score of the year for the rules, and it was because of very well-rounded team performance. Nine out of the 11 starters scored more than 14 points, Tim Patrick and Evan Ingram being the only ones not to do so. And it must feel very good for the rules to have Kamara, CEH, and Barkley back scoring lots of points. These three were all top 11 backs this last week, week 14. And then, of course, he's got QBs, uh, the daddies of Stafford and Hill, Daddy Stafford, Daddy Hill. I'm sure they call him Daddy Hill in the, uh, in the Wallace household. Call everybody else Daddy, it seems like. Uh, once again, they performed well. Uh, Stafford was the QB5 on the week. And then Taysom Hill, uh, what a bum he is, the QB7 on the week. Uh, Jake is the one seed in the playoffs, a very formidable formidable foe for anybody he will face, especially if Taylor Hill, Taysom Hill continues to play and particularly run on the ground the way he has been. On to the regards, and the regards continue to score more than most of the league without any of the wins. This week, I believe the regards scored more points than seven teams in the league. Uh, but got, you know, their 10th loss of the season. Uh, uh, riddle me confused that I'm 4-10 and 10 and in the playoffs. Uh, I never, when we made the rule of the last two spots of the playoffs going to teams with the highest uh, total points, or points four, I guess, not total points, but, you know, starting points, I never anticipated a team that was 4-10 and 10 would make the playoffs, let alone be the fifth seed and not the sixth seed. Uh, but, you know, that's the kind of season I've had, apparently. Uh, this team won't go far in the playoffs if they get similar RB performances to what happened in week 14. Uh, for my team, Deontay Foreman was the top-scoring RB with 14.2 points, and he was the RB 15 on the week. Mixon struggled for a second week in a row with less than 10 points uh, for both of the last two weeks. Uh, granted, Jonathan Taylor was on by. We look forward to having him back with fresh legs in week 15. The Green Bay duo of Rodgers and Adams continue to carry the warmest regards, totaling 71.7 points in week 14. QB two for Rodgers, wide receiver one for Devontae Adams. That was on the week. And then you've got Jakeem Grant. Oh, that guy is fast. If you watch the game, you saw that, I guess, it was Amazon stats or whatever it is that tracks the speed. He at one point was running 21 miles an hour down the sideline on a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, he was, uh, this was his second big week in a row. Of course, he was sitting on the regards bench. Uh, had, had Mr. Grant been in the lineup, I still would have lost. Uh, he had 32.2 points, making him the wide receiver three on the week. Uh, once again, the wide receiver three sitting on my bench. Connor, that was the regards versus the rules back to you or over to you since you haven't gone yet. Thank you for that. Um, we're going to go to the Bulldogs versus the Spartans first. Uh, since this was one of the ones that I was watching the closest due to the Spartans, um, it ended up being a blowout for the Bulldogs, it ended up being 214 to 156. All I can say for David and the Bulldogs is that they're ready for the playoffs, and I'm sorry to whoever faces them in the first round. <sighs> <laughs> um, 
some good, th- a really good thing for the Bulldogs is Big Ben has two weeks with t- over 20 points, two weeks in a row with over 20 points. Um, however, now his other quarterback, his other healthy quarterback, Baker, is uh, out with COVID. Not so healthy. Yeah. And Daniel Jones isn't even cleared to practice yet because of his neck. So uh, he's really hoping that Jalen Hurts's uh, ankle is not feeling so good so Gardner Minshew can step in again however other than Big Ben it was the usual had the RB1 on the week with Dalvin getting 37 RB4 on the week Najee getting 26 and just a really really terrible week uh this week and he only got RB17 was Cordero Patterson with only like 14 points it's actually embarrassing I don't you should probably trade him to whoever for maybe cut him at this point if you can get a third round pick, like that's that's all you can hope for. I mean, he at least needs to stay on the bench until he can prove himself. Agreed. Yep. Um, and th- this l- last thing, I'll I'll speak on the Bulldogs for now, but I just want to take a moment and reminisce and remind everyone just how good Cooper Cup has been this year. He was the wide receiver two this week. Terrible wide receiver two this past week with I believe 29 points. Uh, sorry, excuse me, 33 points. He's the wide receiver two on the week. He is the wide receiver one on the year, the wide receiver one, and the overall number one. The over quarterbacks, I think so. Oh my, vetting, vetting currently. Yeah, you bet that. Um, no, he's he's actually number four overall. That's embarrassing. Um, however, he has five games with over 30 points this year. He only has three games that are less than 20. So that means how many games have they played so far? 13. 13 games. He has 10 games that he scored 20 or more points, and he has, does not have one game where he's scored single digits. Even those bad weeks that Stafford has had, he's came through. And obviously this leads to the so many good games, but he's had 10 or more targets in all but one game. In that one game, he had nine targets, and that was against Houston. So uh, obviously he's a stud. Dalvin Cook's a stud. Najee's a stud. Usually, Cordero Patterson's a stud. So the real question is, is are his role players going to be able to uh, chip in enough to complement those studs? Role players meaning Schultz, Fant, Higgins, who's had some good weeks the past couple weeks, um, Myers, and then his as long as he can get enough from his two quarterbacks, uh, they can make a run. For the Spartans, the Spartans did not win this match, but they won the war. And they got into the playoffs. It squeaked in with six seed. Yeah, maybe. I think we can give all the credit to the one and only Braxton Berrios. Um, yes, you heard that right. Braxton Berrios, a little white receiver for the New York Jets. He had 29.5 points this week and was wide receiver five. I would say that's a pretty good uh, ROI uh, for $24 of fab. She picked him he, up last week. Mm-hmm. I think this week, like literally, like literally right before this past yeah. week, I guess. Um, now 18 of those points were from kick slash punt return yards. Hey, doesn't matter. 
So that's just a stupid rule of whoever. I don't know why someone added that. In off Is season. it? No, I love it. Um, and just just for fun, if she would have played Mr. Chips, also known as Byron Pringle, he scored about six points. I believe she would have ended up beating Baxter by one single point. She would have had she would have beaten Baxter on the week by about nine points, nine or ten. I think he she had to beat Baxter by eight, and Katie and uh, Katrina by twelve. So uh, would have been very close. However, the rest of her bench or the rest of her team did so so. Aaron Jones was the only other twenty point scorer on the week and was the RB eight. Um, however, some good news is she did have some good production on her bench. James Washington had sixteen and a half. AJ Green. Good name to think of, 18.2. No Hopkins for the rest of the mm-hmm. uh, fantasy Mr. to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then even Brevin Jordan, um, a rookie tight end with 12.6 points. He's gotten end zone three times this year now. That's been three a times bit more than Kyle stink. Pitts. Yeah, he's been being passed around a little bit. I, 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 I had a piece of him. He's been on my squad a week or two. Yep. Everybody wants However, a piece of that. A piece of that. A. With all of these <laughs> uh, uh, side pieces that she's got, we'll see if the Spartans can pull off a round one upset against the new hotness. Back to you, Sean. All right. Next is the medium. Now Lil Rippers against the old hotness. The Rippers came in at seven and six against the hotness, five and eight. And the hotness takes it, moving to six and eight on the season, dropping the Rippers to seven and seven. Hotness wins 148 to 125. The old hotness continues their hot streak with their third straight win. And thanks to this hot streak, they fell from a top three pick to a top four pick. Let's go. Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, James Conner, and the unstoppable Hunter Renfro are to Mm. blame for all these points. Wilson had 25 points, QB9 on the week. Javante, 21 points, RB9 on the week. James Conner, 34 and a half points, RB2 on the week. And then the beloved, the, uh, the unathletic head himself, Hunter Renfro, 30 points, RB4 on the week. Hunter Renfro. Uh, on to the Lil Rippers. Now the Lil Rippers or the Lil Tooters or the Lil Pooters, whatever you want to call them. Lil Toots. Lil Toots. Uh, we're not able to pull put a full performance together to propel them into the playoffs. Kyler disappointed despite his 444 total yards, but he didn't have a touchdown and it only accounted for 18 points, Mm. 400 yards, 18 points. He was the QB 18 on the week. Mike Glennon was the Rippers other quarterback and he and his giraffe neck outscored Kyler with a score of 23 points for the week. (laughs) Mike Williams was good, however. uh, 21 points, finishing as wide receiver 10 on the regular season as a whole. Mike Evans, very good. 
And then David Montgomery was not able to match his 20 points from week 13 with only 14 points in week 14. 14 and 14. That's the medium. Now Lil Rippers against the old hotness. Both teams out of the playoffs. Back to you. Next, we will go to the one and only fancy football team, the six and eight fancy football team over here, ending the ending the season on a win. It's just a good thing to end the season on a win. Only few can do it, Connor. That's very true. That is very true. Um, let's see. The we'll we'll highlight what's really the really main the main point of this. Keep the main uh, thing. The main thing. Right, the main thing, main thing. Katrina was in the battle. She was in the lead for the sixth playoff spot. She had a 12-point lead and an eight-point lead, I believe. 12-point something like that. She was in the playoffs, and all she needed was uh, a decent week from her people. And she did not get that. Her quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr, combined for uh, just over 13 points. Classic Lamar Lamar. Jackson. Lamar Jackson, when she needed him. He uh, ruined me too, Katrina. Got that ankle injury and got a solid 1.8. Not to mention her two stud running backs combined for 18 and a half points. Zeke is dealing with that bum knee. Nick Chubb is, I don't, I really, I didn't watch the Baltimore game. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, 17 carries, 59 yards, only nine and a half points for him. Whenever you hit your star players, I would say Lamar, Zeke, and Nick Chubb were her star players. Whenever they don't show up and don't give you more than 20 points combined, it's going to be hard to win. She ended up getting 115 points on the week. And like you mentioned of Ryan going from three to four, that brought Katrina down from the fourth, fourth overall pick to the third overall pick. So, you know, good for her except for she doesn't have a first-round pick, and I'm very pumped now because I have the three and the sixth overall, third and the sixth overall pick. And this next, probably next the 112. Draft. And probably the 107. You're uh, correct, Sean. Probably the 112. Uh, for those Definitely the 107. Know, Definitely have, the 107. Oh, nope. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Will? He got cocky, and he and – he, <laughs> He tried to backtrack real quick. Definitely going to have the three, the six, and the seven. Um, but, yeah, that there the Soldier Field season is over. She should have played her namesake. Uh, I guess it wouldn't really wouldn't have done that much. He ended up getting 23 points. However, it was a good season by Soldier Field and ended up uh, five and nine. Can't have too many uh, – Complaints a lot better than uh, the current five seed in the playoffs. But that's right, baby. Baxter, if you want to call in, now now's your chance. No, no, we will have we'll have a post mortem episode after the playoffs. We'll allow people to come on, you know, get their frustrations off their chest. You know, if if you're out there, you do have frustrations. You know, write them down, put them on a little note on your phone. That way, you don't forget them. Uh, Baxter, we will, you can do another voice memo with. Heavy equipment in the background backing up. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can, like, stand, like, directly underneath the tire of a construction vehicle. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. To wrap it up, the fantasy football team ended up getting a win. Had some good production from some young people. Joe Burrow, de- decent. Brandon Cooks. I guess that's not young. 
Um, but what I was most excited about, Robbie Anderson had seven catches on 12 targets for 84 yards and touchdown. Um, that excites you? Yes. Yes, because uh, it at least gives me hope that I didn't mm-hmm. just give away Cordero Patterson. I don't know. That was I his best at this point, it game of the season. If he just goosed you so that you could, would feel better about cutting him in the offseason. I would not cut him. But anyways, uh, fantasy football team ended up 6-8. and eight. Uh, It was a good season and going to have a chance to rebuild in the draft as well. Back to you, Sean. Thank you, sir. Last in the best friends division for the regular season, the replacements against the new hotness. Uh, the new hotness uh, wins it 179 to 109. And the new hotness did what they needed to do by winning. But the rules win over the regards, kept the hotness away from the divisional crown and will force them to partake in week one of the playoffs or the yoffs. Tom Brady, Justin Herbert continue to be nearly unstoppable when they are both hot and on the same week. Uh, Tom Brady had 35 points, Justin Herbert 32 points, QB three and four on the week. Once again, two weeks in a row, two top five quarterbacks on the same team. Also, these two are, I believe, one and three on the season as a whole for all players. Yes, one and three for all players in our league. That is a nice. Lockett, Andrews, Lamb, and Eckler continue to show consistency. However, Eckler did come out banged up and has a quick turnaround for tonight's game, Thursday night football, mm-hmm. with the shifts. Lockett has scored over 13 points in four straight weeks. This is Almost oh. unprecedented consistency from Tyler Lockett. It's usually a lot of ups and downs for him, but he is. That means the next four are going to be single digits. <laughs> Just what Will needs in the playoffs is a bunch of three-pointers from Tyler Lockett. Uh, for a serious run at the ship, the hotness will need more out of Tyree Kill, James Robinson, and the now banged-up Kareem Hunt. Tyree Kill now has back-to-back weeks of what three catches and 27 oh no that's that's travis hill or travis kelsey tyreek hill had 4.2 points in week 13 uh did come back with 11.6 points in week 14 so a little bit better but not what you expect out of tyreek hill antonio and the replacements capped off the perfect imperfect season with an 0 and 14 record It's remarkable they didn't accidentally win even a single game. (laughs) Very well done. I would have expected that single game to be against me because that's how the season is. But no, uh, the only team I am 2-0 against is the replacements. (laughs) The only team I have a winning record. Well, I think I have a winning record against Katrina. It was uh, Antonio and Katrina. And uh, losing record to me. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So two, half of my wins came against Antonio as they went 0-14. Again, the tight end trio of the Muth, uh, Dawson Knox, and Cole Komet played well with the Muth, 11.2 points, and Knox, 19 points. However, as we will talk about later, he did then trade away Dawson Knox. 
for a quarterback that may never play. And then Cam Sims somehow had 16.9 points. And then Alan Lazard actually looked really good for the Packers on Sunday night football with 20.9 points. Back to the last matchup in the no-name division. Last matchup in the no-name division uh, was supposed to be a blowout. Grocery baggers against Dilly Dilly. It was a blowout, but reverse. It yep. was actually yep. almost a, an exact opposite of blowout. It, the projection was 148 for the grocery baggers to 189 for Dilly Dilly. The final score was 182 for the grocery baggers and 145 for Dilly Dilly. So uh, really flipped the script. I'm assuming the Dilly, that Dilly Dilly was uh, attempting to rest their players, not play at full mm-hmm. strength. That's what it sounded like he was attempting to do. Uh, yep. Uh, we'll start with the grocery baggers and make it quick because they are not in the playoffs. However, they did end, this, end the season on a two-game winning streak, ending it at six and eight as well with the one and only uh, fantasy football team. Uh, for them, just touch on some high, part, high points. Patrick Mahomes was, act, was actually a QB1 this week, had 24 points. He was QB10. To be exact, Jimmy G was at QB 13 with 23 points. So solid production from both of them, uh, especially Jimmy G, who I don't think any of us projected him to actually play this whole season, but they've actually been looking good. And lastly, uh, George Kittle is a man, just plain and simple. He is a very, very good man and Skittles football player. Kittles. The last two weeks has combined for uh, – 76.7 points. He is the tight end three on the year. And, and this is in points. This isn't, this isn't points per game. Tight end three on the year. Uh, and that is with missing three games. He is a great football player, and he is a great person, and he is a friend of the show. Thank you, George. Lastly, I'm just going to mention it because we're going to talk about it later, but trades? Huh? Right, Sean? No comment at the moment. Uh, lastly, like I said, for Daily Daily, it looks like they were trying to rest their players, but it didn't look like they were they didn't play their players. It's one of those things where they had them go out and be like, all right, don't play too hard. Just play at 50%. And you know what they say? If you play at 50%, that's how you get hurt. You either play 100% or not, or don't play at all, and they should just rest their players completely. Uh, my, my title for this, for Daily Daily is, oh, no, injuries. Uh, McLaurin has a, I believe is a concussion by, uh, because of a terrible ball that was thrown to him. And then, uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is now out for the rest of the fantasy football playoffs, rest of the season in the NFL, which correlates to our fantasy football playoffs. Um, those were two of his stud, uh, wide receivers that were supposed to be good. Uh, top ones, even though they haven't been, as spectacular as you thought they'd be. Uh, McLaurin is tw- wide receiver 23 on the season. Hopkins is wide receiver 28. Without Hopkins has not had one 100-yard game this year, um, which is pretty shocking. However, playoff Lenny is in form. He is ready for the playoffs. RB6 this week, 25 points. And then Josh Allen got the QB1 on the week with 40.2 points. There's another time where he did not look the best in the first half but really uh, made a difference in the second half. Ended up having 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Pretty impressive. 
lastly, we'll mention uh, Rashad Bateman did have a good game. That was with Huntley, mainly throwing it to him, I believe. Uh, so he had 18 points off the bench. Uh, so that hopefully he could come in and help Dilly Dilly secure a win. And not to mention Julio Jones and his other acquired pieces in Melvin Gordon and Rashad Penny for this run. Again, yeah, we will talk okay. about that later. And uh, that wraps it up for the No Name Division. And that wraps it up for the No Name Division on the year. Um, I know Sean didn't do this because he doesn't like his division at all. But I would just like to uh, congratulate Dilly Dilly with the 11-3 season and winning the No Name Division. Uh, he did so, but he did not score as many points as David. David ended up scoring about 100 more points than him. Uh, so Dilly Dilly came in first with 11-3. Nompton Bulldogs came in second with 9-5. and five. I want to say congratulations to those two teams. And, of course, congratulations to, to Katie and Dirty South Spartans for making the playoffs. Uh, very, very interesting that three teams from each division got in. Uh, now, it was not the three best teams in the division, in each division that got in. Au contraire, mon frere. I don't know what you just said. But, uh, again, thank you for a great season, No Name Division. And to the best friends division, Mr. Jake Walla Walla, congrats. 12-2, and two, fantastic. Oh, coughing. Will, 11-3. And, three. and uh, of course, myself, just an absolute dominating uh, season. 4-10, and 10, sneaking in at the five seed. Never in a million years would I have expected that to be the case. And congrats to Antonio for only scoring 1,300 points this year. Next closest was 1,947. That's starting lineup points, of course. So that's 600 points less. Again, starting lineups, most of the season he did have a, a, um, a viable starting lineup. Yes. Or the best he could do anyways with the roster he had. Okay. That's it for the week 14 review. Let's move on to the uh, playoffs. We'll look at the playoff seating playoffs, the playoff bracket. And then the draft pick order. We just announced the division winners, Dylan and Jake. Jake takes the number one seed based on his better record, 12 and two. Dylan at 11 and three. So those two will get the bye weeks in week one or week 15. So week one of the playoffs. Will at the three seed, David at the four seed, Sean, myself at the five, and Katie at the six. The playoff matchups in week one, which we will re- we will do a full breakdown of, well, as full as we do on this podcast. Uh, David and Sean, the four and five again, and then Will and Katie, the three and six. Um, now, league historian. Uh, oh, we'll go through the toilet bowl real quick, which Eamon and Antonio will get the bye weeks straight mm-hmm. to round two of the toilet bowl. Then we have Katrina, Ryan, Connor, and Baxter rounding it out. Uh, we we need to come up with something, Connor, to give a little more significance to the toilet bowl. Um, 
I have this, you know, beautiful, I have not announced this to the league yet, but I do have a, a last place trophy. Now I need to design it, uh, design a little bit for it before I post it in the league chat. I'm holding it up for all of our YouTube viewers to see Connor. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think me and you kind of decided that this trophy will go to the, I guess just the, the winner of the one one pick. Is that what you think? Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I think we need to maybe come up with a punishment or we need to come up with something for the person that ends up taking the toilet bowl crown. Mm. And for those of you that don't know in the toilet bowl, if you lose, you move on to the next round until we crown the, the ultimate loser, the toilet bowl champion at the end. Uh, we just, you know, right now, those uh, teams are just playing for fun. And However, I, I have a feeling that that's going to be Antonio. I'm going to go ahead and put my prediction on the toilet bowl champion as being Antonio. Yeah. Because he literally hasn't outscored a team this whole year. A team he's I mean, faced. I think he has outscored. It's not like he's rostering one, one a bunch week. of good people on his bench. So why wouldn't you just promote Jalen Hurts and bow and get yourself out of the toilet bowl now that you you've got the one oh one? Just a I don't thought. Know. I think Antonio. he might I think he might take some pride in that. I think he likes the toilet. He likes the turds. Yeah, that's weird. Now, uh I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up and Connor, maybe I'll let you take over because uh I told our league historian I wasn't going to bring it up just simply because uh, I'm on a power trip as the commissioner. Um, but if we were to have done the playoffs in a more traditional fashion based on record only, uh, you know, currently the, the setup is the last two teams, the five and six seed get in based on their points for during the season. That's how your commissioner at four and 10 is in the playoffs. This is what the playoffs should, should be three like. and 11. This is what the playoffs would look like if we used a traditional record only approach. Jake and Dylan still the one and two at 12 and two and 11 and three. Will would be the three, David the four. And then we've got the mix up here. Katie at five and Baxter at six. Mm. So not too much of a shakeup, honestly. Just me falling out. Baxter coming in in my place. Any thoughts on, on this, Connor? What are your thoughts on the, I mean, we discussed plenty of this before we even created the league uh, thoughts on the playoff format as it stands. I mean, obviously you don't deserve to be there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's de- it is to- definitely debatable. Uh, you my record I, shows I do not believe to be there. You and I talked about this at very, at a very long length in the off season before we even created this dynasty league. We talked about what's the best way to get the best teams in the playoffs. The best teams, this is, this is kind of going, almost going to the uh, uh, playoff committee over here, which teams look the best, <laughs> um, which would be those overall points that they score in the fantasy world. Our, our thoughts was, you can have bad luck and face the highest scoring team in a week and have the most points against in the week or in the, on the year. Um, but your team should still deserve to serve well deserve to be in there because of how the team is constructed. So we talked about that at length 
and that is what we came up with is that those top two um, on, or I guess uh, top two are winning your division. Next two are, are based on your record. So this, and then the next two on the points, this kind of evens it out if you have a really strong division. So I guess theoretically you could say Sean has a really strong division because he has Jake and Will that are very high scoring. But, I mean, Dylan and David are scored a lot too. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. It was in the the um, the rules, what do you call it, bylaws um, at the beginning of the season, and no one said anything about it. So uh, It's also wanna... because no one anticipated a 4-10 and ten team making the playoffs. <laughs> Should be 3-11, and 11, but, yeah, I agree. Uh, but that's uh, and to further support your all. argument, I did have the highest points against out of everyone in the league. Right. Uh, I narrowly outbeat Antonio. Both of us had over 2,300 points against. The next closest after that was Katrina, who had 2,218. So mm-hmm. Antonio, Antonio and I both had over one about 100 points more than the next closest teams scored against us. Yeah. So and I, again, we can talk about this after the playoffs, after we crown a champion. If we were to make a change, I would advocate for, you know, maybe just the last seed of the, the last, the sixth spot be points only. But even then I'm still getting in the playoffs. And Katie still would have gone. And, and still, Katie still would have been still the me and Katie were just flipped on seeds. Yep. So, so. Let's, it was let's just get, a weird year. It's just a weird year. Yeah, and let's let's get into what really matters: uh, the draft pick order. We know the lottery picks. We know the one through six. Um, those are locked Antonio. In. Uh, yes, those are locked in. That is Antonio with the one hundred one. Amen with the one hundred two. Katrina got the one hundred three, but is is my pick, so I'll have that one. Ryan just bumped down due to his basically due to Hunter Renfro in the last couple of weeks because he outscored Katrina by, I think, 43 points. He's got the 104. I earned the 105, but I'm an idiot and traded that for Julio Jones this offseason. Um, so Antonio has it. And then Baxter is at the 106. And I just received Baxter's pick from Eamon. So to recap, Antonio has the one and five. I have the three and six. Aiming to Ryan at the three. I mean, at the four. I apologize. Speaking of trades, we'll go right into some trades. Um, first, we'll go into Dylan and I's trade. Well, Dylan's in every single one of these trades. Obviously, yeah. he's trying to make a push for the playoffs. The fact um, that he's able to finagle these trades, don't understand. Maybe there is something to Will's theory that Dylan has like some voodoo magic over the league. Maybe. We'll have to we'll have to pry about that. Uh, Dylan got Julio Jones in a twenty twenty three third for Gus Edwards and Trey Sermon, or I got Gus Edwards and Trey Sermon. John really sold a uh, peak value there on Julio, huh? Uh, there's no value, so I got a couple running backs that I needed, and we called it good. Needed? I didn't. I think I had three running backs on my roster, or four. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So, and then what he just like uh, tied you up and 
held a match at your feet to make you add that third round pick on there? <laughs> no, it was, it's what we agreed upon. I mean, it, it did not start with the 20 with the third and he kept on asking and kept on wanting. He actually wanted more than the 23 third, uh, than just that. So, well, that's what we, as I told on. Dylan, I hope that Julio is very successful for him and scores about three points a week. He got seven this past week in his first week back. So against the Jaguars. Yeah. And then next we have Antonio and Dylan. Sean mentioned this earlier. Antonio got Jordan Love, the next starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe first round draft capital. Dylan got Dawson Knox, who is the breakout tight end of the year, I would have to say. And the the first pick in the fourth round this year. Mm-hmm. It is, it is the fourth first pick. So uh, this this year's 401. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that Antonio traded away Dawson Knox. I feel like he's a future asset that, you know, could have helped his team. I know he has Fryermuth and Komet also on the team, but I don't know. You trading for a quarterback that even if Rodgers leaves this offseason, I'm not going to be shocked if the Packers don't bring in somebody else to compete for that job. A little Fitz magic, maybe? Or Garoppolo, or I mean, oh, yeah, it is true. the Packers. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted somebody to compete with him. Yeah. You know, spend a second round draft pick on a quarterback that's a little more ready to compete. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. And then who knows what happens with Devontae Adams because he is a free agent. They could franchise tag him or they could just let him walk. Yeah. So, uh. and then, uh, I, I kind of agree. At first, I was like, you know, it's not bad because Antonio needs a um, needs a quarterback. But I did think that Dawson Knox would get a – I think Dawson Knox for Jordan Love is pretty fair straight up. I guess technically people will say a fourth rounder doesn't really matter. But this one is basically a third round, like end of the third, being the very beginning of the fourth. But – Again, Dylan's got his voodoo magic. And lastly, Dylan's voodoo magic. This is a, absurd. Uh, this trade is absurd. Not as absurd as what we discussed last week. Katie, <laughs> I know you're really upset that I called you sweetheart, but in fairness, you were told I not didn't to even listen. remember you calling him sweet, su- calling her sweetheart. <laughs> Apparently, I'm on her shit list now from, for doing that. But anyways, go ahead. This, this trade um, is, is not nearly as ridiculous as that, but I'm – not a fan. Dylan received Melvin Gordon, who has been a very solid running back this year. Um, over 20 points last week. Yep, over 20 points on his way back from last week. If you want to pull up what running back he is on the season. Um, and then last, then he also got Rashad Penny, who had his first, I guess, not I guess, his breakout game. He got his breakout game um, last uh, last week with over 20 points. Melvin and, Gordon is RB 18 on the year. Okay. Last week, Rashad Penny had 28.8 points on 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. That was against Houston, but still, Pete Carroll came out and said, I think he deserves a chance uh, to be the main guy. So, and Melvin Gordon had 24 for 111 and two touchdowns. 
And again, mm-hmm. this trade was done on Monday night. So after these players had already played, we knew what they did this weekend. It wasn't like it was before the weekend happened. In return, Eamon got uh, Tyler Higby, who is the tight end 19 on the season. Uh, 19 is, is not a good uh, in tight end world. You want to be in that top 12, maybe top 15. Um, he Very got, inconsistent. Marvin Mims. Not Marvin from Mims. From the Jets. Denzel Mims. Denzel. Who's Marvin Mims? Marvin, play, Marvin Mims plays for OU. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Den, Denzel Mims, who is the wide receiver, 138 on the season. Can't find um, the field for the Jets. He cannot find the field, especially with Elijah Moore. Um, his best game on the year is five, or is five targets. One catch for 20 yards. Uh, or I guess, sorry, the first game of the year, he had uh, one catch for 40 yards, and he got six points on the season, on that week. He is 24, one-year rookie out of Baylor. And then lastly, he got Khalil, Khalil Herbert um, in the deal, who is a rookie playing for the Bears. Uh He's actually – he had that big – that nice stretch whenever Montgomery's gone. He had 20 and 19 back-to-back. Um, after that, he hasn't had done much. Yeah, Last I mean, week since he Montgomery's did, come back, he's literally done almost nothing. Since Montgomery's he come back, kicks. yep, he has not had more than five carries – more than four carries on a week. Um, and then the, this past week, he's been returning kicks. He did have 128 yards on those kicks. But, and Eamon loves um, those people that put up the special team yardage. I do know that. Do you have any behind the scenes uh, about this trade, Sean? Yeah. So quick recap, Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny for Tyler Higby, Denzel Mims and Khalil Mm -hmm. Herbert. Uh, I, Eamon reached out to me when he put a bunch of players on the trade block and was like, are you interested in Melvin Gordon? I was like, yeah, I am, but probably not at the price you want to sell him for because I've talked to him about Melvin Gordon before. First rounder. And he's like, well, try me. You might be surprised. And so, like, I mean, we went back and forth for, like, over an hour. I sent him, like, four or five different iterations of trades. He just kept saying, no, not interested, not interested in this, not interested in this. And I'm like, well, then tell me what you, like, what are you looking for? He goes, well, young RBs preferably. I was like, so I sent him one more with, like, three different running backs that he could choose from and, and nothing. And then he accepts this garbage where, yes, he gets a young running back. But he also trades away a young running back who was a first-round pick in Rashad Penny. And he said to me, I've liked Herbert for a while now. Not his current situation, but his future outlook is really good. And I said, how do you expect his situation to change? And he goes, uh, and I said, you also sent away Penny, who was a young running back that finally got a chance to show his upside. He said, I have almost no faith in Penny with his very injured pass, which is legitimate. He's, he's been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Eamon said, do you have a counter? And I said, what could I possibly offer you? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I tried to offer better receivers and a few different running back options that are somewhat comparable to Herbert. Do I need to throw in a tight end that can, that can't produce consistently? Because that's uh, what insinuating is. that Higby cannot produce consistently. And then he just responds with also Herbert has shown that when he sees the field, he balls out. 
I needed a decent uh, tight end behind Kittle in case he gets hurt again. And it wasn't about Mims at all, just an extra piece to add to it. All right, dude. If you if you think Higby's a good backup for George Kittle, there is no backup for George Kittle, number one. For reference, uh, Higby has four double-digit weeks, no weeks over 14 points. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just – it made me upset, apparently – Apparently, I'm not good at trades, Connor. That's right. You made the playoffs. Amon got his guy. Right. Amon got you his can guy. Still piggyback on my trades. Solid, uh, solid backup running back. I guess you just have to wait on an injury for him to give you consistent points. Amon, I'm happy for you. Hope it works out well. Uh, it is disappointing that all these trades. Uh, did nothing but make the number two seed in the playoffs better. So thank you to all involved. Dylan remains on my mortal enemy list, especially Mm. after what happened in the redraft league. Mm. Uh, Connor, do you want to do a little playoff preview slash playoff predictions? Should we do this before or after we do the breakdown? Let's do it after we do the breakdown, and then we'll do the first round, and then you go to the second round and back and forth like that. Okay. On to the playoff round one postseason breakdown. Weekly breakdown. And uh, – Let's let's just look at the toilet bowl matchups. We're not going to give any deep dives mm-hmm. into those. We do have the old hotness against Soldier Fields with the old hotness projected to win 153 to 146. Ooh, close one. So that would, you know, based on projections, send Soldier Fields on to the next round of the toilet bowl where they would face off against Antonio. Face off against Antonio, the tanker of the tanker. And then you've got the Little Rippers against the fantasy football team with the Rippers projected to win 161 to 88. Connor, what do you have to say to yourself about yourself? Um, that is not actually what's going to happen. I was seeing what kind of roster I have with everyone in in there for next wow. season. I was uh, we were we are more the GM and I were were more in talks on looking towards the draft and seeing where what holes we need and. Uh, the different options. So we were looking at what our team looked like uh, as a whole, and uh, we will have a better roster going forward with uh, players that are not on the IR because I currently have five of them in my starting lineup. Okay. The loser of the Little Rippers and the FFT would go on to face Eamon in the second round of the Toilet Bowl. Who has been hot. Yes, he has been scoring points. So again, uh, Antonio and Eamon have that buy because they are the bottom two seeds in the whole league. All right, let's go to what really matters. Yes, the race for the ship. Hashtag Jake race Dylan. for the ship. Jake and Dylan, again, they have the bye weeks. Enjoy your week off. And then we've got some good uh, cross-divisional mashup matchups here, Connor. Mm-hmm. And, and as a reminder before we review these, the higher seed will always play the lower seed. So if, for example, the six-seed Dirty South Spartans gets the upset in round one, they, they would be reseeded or rearranged. They'd flip sides of the bracket, and they would face Jake, who is the one-seed. 
So that's how it's set up. The higher seed will always play the lowest seed and so forth and so on. You can send you can send any grievances about that to uh, at S-M-A-D-O-L-E in the chat. Or just send them to Smackmouth. Uh, what is it? SmackmouthFantasyFootball at gmail.com? Yep. SmackmouthFootball? SmackmouthFantasyFootball. It is, is SmackmouthFootball at gmail.com. SmackmouthFootball at gmail.com. Glad you know our email, Mish. Well, we get all uh, all those letters sent to our email. Uh, so let's get into the breakdown here. The four seeded Nompton Bulldogs at nine and five, taking on the five seeded Warmest Regards at four and ten. And the projections don't look good for the Regards. The Bulldogs are projected to win by about twenty points, one ninety four to one seventy five. The storyline here is the regards can't seem to win a game, but they score enough points to make the playoffs while the dogs started the year hot, but sputtered through November. Will this round one match go the way the week nine matchup between these two went the dogs won shocker or will the regards find a way to shock the league and find a way to score points and win a game. Unlikely a few notes here. David has a, Baker Mayfield on the COVID list. Daniel Jones not starting in lieu of uh, Mike Glennon due to the neck injury. Uh, Big Ben, T. Higgins, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are all listed as questionable at the moment here on Wednesday night. And then for the warmest regards, uh, we are mostly healthy with Hawk, the only Hawkinson, the only questionable uh, mark here. Um, But I do have to deal with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. So uh, definitely a big issue there for the regards. You do also have to deal with having a legitimate lineup with a questionable person in your injured reserve. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm uh, playing a waiting game on that one. If you know what I mean? Um. One thing to mention, if Baker does not play some options that the Bulldogs could throw in there, most likely going to be uh, Jacoby Myers, but could yeah. also be a Sterling Shepard or a uh, Naheem Hines in that in that role. Um, um, don't forget, I've got my secret weapon, Connor, on the bench, Laquan Treadwell. Right. Laquan Treadwell and Dontrell Hillier. Don't forget him. Yeah, he uh... – Shot me in the foot last weekend, so I don't know if I'm going to be playing him. Dang. Uh, the next um, matchup. Oh, what were we going to I, say? I, I was going to say um, just one thing that could happen is Alexander Madison is in the COVID protocols. That room is in COVID protocols, I'm pretty sure. Like There's a couple people for Minnesota, so there is a possible chance that – Alex or not Alexander Marston, Dalvin Cook could potentially be a close contact or contract it and just have his symptoms not show up until the day of or it is or test good until news the day that of. he hasn't tested positive yet. And good news for David, yes, not for you. Uh, they do play the Bears on Monday night, so he does have an extra mm. day to test positive there, <laughs> unfortunately, does. for Mr. Cook. Uh, Okay, I was going to give David a hint, but I think I'll keep it to myself. Sportsmanship. Uh, on to the next matchup. <laughs> <clears throat> the next matchup in the playoffs is the three-seeded New Hotness at 11-3 and three against the six-seeded Dirty South Spartans at 7-7. Seven and seven. This is projected to be a little bit of a closer matchup. The Hotness at 185, the Spartans at 171. Storyline here is the hotness got beat out of the divisional crown 
and now has to face the Spartans in the first round. Can the hotness overcome injuries and Urban Meyer in their RB room, or will the Spartans spear of playoff victory and take out the three seed? This is the first ever matchup between these two. They did not face off in the regular season. Katie is dealing with Daryl Henderson on the COVID list. <laughs> Rex Burkhead, who is out. Aaron Jones is questionable. Will I'm sorry, was... I, I laughed. I laughed about the Daryl Henderson thing because she traded away a starting running back in the 101 in the um I guess he wasn't the 101 because of Pat. Yeah, could have had could have had Chuba but... playing, but instead you have Daryl on the COVID list. Will is dealing with Kareem Hunt and Emmanuel Sanders listed as doubtful for this week, and then Eckler and James Robinson as questionable. Um, though we know we could probably call James Robinson doubtful based on how Urban Meyer is treating him at the moment. I did hear a running back came and visited the Jaguars today. Carry on Johnson. <laughs> I feel like he's tried out for almost every team this year. Yes, agreed. Um, Must really suck. For Katie on her bench, some just some things uh, to think about is there's KJ Osborne who's there. Um, who did have 18 points last week and 15 the week before. And that is because Adam Thielen is hurt. Katie has a similar situation with Thielen being questionable in her injured reserve, but she has people that she can flip out with him. So she'll, she has a chance to start one of those receivers as well, or she might stick with Braxton Berrios. Um, And then for, for Will, he's having some big injuries with, Kareem Hunt, uh, who he traded for, not working out with another knee injury. Um, and then so Emmanuel an Sanders. Ankle. Huh? Isn't it an ankle? Um, yeah. You are ankle. correct. It's his ankle. And then Emmanuel Sanders, who he traded from traded for from the same person, <clears throat> Sean, um, who is hurt as well. So those are some some uh side pieces that he does not have available. So it looks like what he's got in his roster is most likely his roster unless he throws maybe a uh, Dearness Johnson in there or someone in that of that sort. What are your project? What do, what do you think is gonna? Who do you think is gonna win? If you want to throw points out there, that I'm fun not as doing well. points projections. Okay, uh, I project David. And will to move on to the second round. I thought you were going to get the one. I thought I was going to get the one twelve pick because you were going to win it all. No, I have a very oh. slim chance to do that. Mm, there David, you, there's the humble. We'll move on to face Jake as the one in a one versus four, and then Will will face Dylan as a two versus three. What do you project? Um, I am going to be uh, boring as well and say that I think David. Uh, we'll end up scoring uh, 208. Sean, I believe you'll end up scoring 169. Mm. Okay. Um, and then for the new hotness, um, I think they will end up scoring uh, 172. Mm-hmm. And I think the Spartans will sputter a little bit and score about 152. Mm. Uh, Obviously, give or take five points um, due to the kick returning yards and that not being an exact science. Okay, so my pick to face off in the championship game is 
David and Will. Oh, we're just going straight to the championship? What were you thinking? Oh, I thought you were going to say who wins. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Okay, David beats saying. Jake and Will beats Dylan. Are we putting a wager on this? We'll do a water bet. Spin the wheel. Okay. We can do it on, on camera. Or we can uh, – next dinner we have, we can do it and uh, record it, put it in the – in the chat okay well so far we don't have any differences so who's your near championship game <laughs> i think dilly dilly will pull it out over um over the bulldogs i don't over have an will. exact it's dylan and will no dylan's a one seed dylan's a two seed jake's a one seed Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Just look in your uh, app. It shows you the bracket on the okay, league, sorry, on the league tab. I was looking at – you're right. Sorry, Dad. Jeez. Um, I, I try to tell these people every week you come unprepared, and I, I mean, thank goodness I'm here to hold everything together. I mean, it's very true. You try putting two kids that, down at the same time. It's I mean, difficult. you control that. I Do I need to tell you how babies are made? I think the view, the listeners would like to hear that, yes. Well, you you put the hot dog in the bun. Okay, stop. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a one versus two. Okay. So I think Jake Dylan's and Dylan. Gonna, Jake and Dylan. Um, yep, I think Dylan's running backs – or, sorry, Jake's running backs are going to outpower David's running backs. I think there's going to be some type of uh, error or flop there. I'll give a scoring projection next week. Um when I can look at their matchups and everything like that. And then winning it all, I think Jake will come out on top with his powerful running backs and due to uh, Dylan's injury is mainly just to DeAndre Hopkins, but um, I think that is uh, who it will be. Obviously it would help if I could have the games in front of me, but I, uh, I put Jake's pros as his quarterbacks because he currently has Matthew Stafford and Taysom Hill and his starting quarterbacks, two formidable players. Even though Taysom Hill may not be a great NFL quarterback, he's putting up numbers. Mm-hmm. And then I put he is, Jake. He is a stat that I've heard is every single start he's had, which is six of them, is he's been a QB1. So, I mean, he's yeah. been top 12 quarterback on the week, every single start. Uh, Jake's cons are his youth. He has a bunch of young receivers, you know, as the season wears on in the NFL, uh, we'll see how they cope with the extra games that they're not used to playing. And then for Dylan, his pros are his running backs. And then he has a lot of, you know, like middle tier players on his team. He's got a lot of depth. So a con for him is just going to be setting the, the right lineups. You know, people such as myself, don't have a lot of players on the bench that can just be plugged right in. So setting my lineup mm-hmm. is pretty easy. I just have to choose between like two or three people to put in my last flex spot, but Dylan's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to push all the right buttons to make sure he gets those lineups set, you know, opt- optimally. Especially with all these new trades, he's got about 18 running backs that are yeah. uh, all running back one possibilities. Um, so my championship matchup is David and Will, uh, for me, David, obviously his running backs are his strength, Cordero, Dalvin Cook. Uh, who else does he have? 
Cordero Dowden Cook, Najee. And then he did have Derrick Henry, but yeah. uh, he's only reports have been that he's only going to come back for week 18. Mm-hmm. But his uh, David's weaknesses are his quarterbacks. Again, he's got Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, Baker Mayfield, and Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben's been hot the last few weeks, but we'll see if he can keep that up. And then for Will, uh, Will's uh, pros well, and con kind of is his depth. Depth uh, is an issue. And then his wide receivers are, are a little bit weak. Um, so my championship game, again, David and Will, and I believe David is taking it home this year. Yes. You're saying Will's receivers are weak with Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Darnell Mooney, and Tyler Lockett? Well, maybe I meant that his uh, his wide receiver depth is a con because he's got to find a way to fit all those guys into his lineup. If that sure. makes sense. Sure. Maybe not. I don't know. I was struggling to come up with one. Anyways, I think David is the championship. You think Jake will be the champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Water bet on the line. We'll see how it plays out. Week one. So just to recap, you've got three, four matchup in the finals. I've yep. got the one, two matchup. Yep. Uh, I guess. And like, oh, dang, I've got the one overall winning too. I mean, how often does that happen? Now I'm regretting or not rethinking. Very... We'll have to see how it works out. That's it for the Dynasty League. Should be fun. Week one coming up. Starts tonight. All right. I'm just going to leave now since I don't have anything to play for in the redraft anyway. Yeah, me neither. So. Me neither. All right. Well, then we'll just skip over the redraft. Uh, congrats to you all in the playoffs. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, you can make your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go through the week 14 reviews pretty quick here. The Raiders at 8-5 played Schefter Source at 9-4, and four, and the Raiders take it 184-117. to 117. Uh, Rona continues to win and impress and got into the playoffs by beating Schefter Source as the second highest scoring team on the week. Rona was led by Josh Allen, who had 37.7 points, Tyler Lockett, 28 points, and Joe Burrow, 24 points. Schefter Source continues their slide with their second loss and fourth week in a row scoring less than 140 points. That's their second straight loss for Schefter Source. Zerg and PMF, Zerg at 5-8, and eight, PMF. Uh, at seven and six and Zerg takes it 182 to 87 PMF just laid down in the fetal position Uh, Zerg makes it into the playoffs as the fifth seed by being the third highest scorer on the week and maintaining their points lead over Playfields. I dare you Zerg hopes to continue riding their stable of RBs deep into the playoffs Najee Linney Alvin and CEH wow all had over 17 points this last week the no repeat stashies against no diggity, no doubt. The stashies got hey, the win. Good job. Moving to eight and six, no diggity falls to 10 and four. The stashies got the win, uh, 118 to 96. I don't remember if I already said that, but what they really needed was a lot of points. Those points failed to come, and it was apparent early on Sunday after Lamar was carted off to the locker room with an ankle injury. No diggity looked pedestrian for the second straight week by scoring under 100 points for the first time this season. They did, however, lock up the two seed play fields. I dare you at seven and six against Lancaster two and 11 play fields dominated this matchup and the league 223 to 124 play fields 
again, dominated the week. And it started with a bang on Thursday night when Dalvin Cook essentially solidified their playoffs with over 40 points. That was then confirmed when Tom Brady added on 34 points. And then somehow he ended up with Rashad Penny, who added 29 points. Again, both leagues now. I had to outscore Dylan by 12 points, and instead Dylan outscored me by 104 Mm -hmm. points. 105 points. There's that. Uh, The Las Vegas Packers against CD's Nuts. Packers win 144 to 105. Packers tried hard and got the W, but it simply didn't matter in the playoff picture. And then last but not least, Kiss My Burrow at 3-10, taking on the Hertz Locker 11-2. And the Hertz Locker wins at 173-157. to The Lockers easily took control of the one seed with a Week 14 win and no diggity loss. Herbert, OBJ, and Adams led the way for the one seed. Connor, would you like to anoint a pillow fight of the week for Week 14? I mean, I'm going to have to go with someone that needed to not have a pillow fight and needed yeah. to have a full-on butt whooping. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to you. You did Thank win you. something. No repeat sashes versus No Diggy No Doubt. Uh, no Diggy No Doubt, who is 10 and – or 11 – sorry, 10 and 4 now. That's 10-4. Um, 118 to 96. Congratulations, you two. You got pillow fight of the week. At least you won something, Sean. Lamar was a legitimate disappointment this this year in this league. I mean, he just absolutely killed me. I mean, you knew the risk, and then he threw. I mean, I thought he was a stretch. His his interceptions just killed you. I just thought he was a safer bet in this league style because of lower attempted passes and more rushing. But he just, I mean, he he didn't really play up to his standards, especially the second half of the year. Yeah, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. Uh, let's get into the week 15 breakdown where we will look at the playoff matchups and then we'll do a playoff prediction Um, first we'll look at the playoffs the one seed is Antonio and the Hertz Lockers the two seed is Cody and no diggity no doubt the four seed is Eamon Adam Schefter's source Five is David with the Rona Raiders. Six. Uh, did I skip one? Three is Eamon. Four is David. Five is Baxter and Zerg. And then Playfields and Dylan at the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. The matchups this week with Cody and Antonio getting the bye is the force. Well, let's do the toilet bowl first. The no repeat stashies against CD's nuts. And then Las Vegas Packers against PMF with... Uh, Lancaster and uh, Kiss My Burrow as the buys in the toilet bowl. For the playoff matchups, the Rona Raiders at the four seed, nine and five, take on the five seed Zerg, six and eight. Here is my storyline. Well, we can give projections, but again, in this league format, projections are it's garbage. Zerg is projected to win by about uh, 25 points. Rona is running rampant in both the NFL and the Smack Mouth universe, with the mm-hmm. Raiders winning four of their last five to get into the offs. Zerg has lost three of their last four, but scored enough points to make it into the five seed. Will Zerg show that the best way to defeat Rona is to be made of plastic, or will Rona develop a new strain and 
defeat the evil emperor. I like it. I did. I also just realized you saying the Yoffs. Yeah. Like I, I just realized what you actually meant going all the way back to whenever you're talking about the dynasty. <laughs> you you said it at some point, and I just I I was I just didn't feel like bringing it up. You like it enough to steal it? Nope. Okay. Well, for those I like, uh, I, I like that, better playoffs. Uh, no, no free ads, but those that like to listen to barstool sports uh, stuff, the. The pardon my take guys like to say the yoffs and I, I find that funny. So I stole it from them. Not uh, a paid advertisement. Just no reiterating that few notes for the Rona Raiders against Zerg matchup. David has Josh Allen and Austin Eckler listed mm. as questionable. Josh Allen dealing with a bit of a toe issue. It does sound like Eckler is going to play. And then Baxter has playoff Lenny listed as questionable, but I haven't really heard any worries about him playing. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. And it's the playoffs. So playoff Lenny will be putting up some numbers. It's it's the what? It's the Yoffs. Oh, there you go. So is it just Yoff Lenny now? I guess. <laughs> Say Yoff Yenny. That's almost that's literally almost as bad as Lancaster. <laughs> Except for mine's not a joke. It's just bad. Weird. You're right. Uh, go ahead. The next is the three seed Adam Schefter's source at nine and five against the six seed Playfields. I dare you eight and six. Uh, This one currently has a projection of Playfields winning by like 60 points. Uh, Yikes. Schefter's source has lost two in a row and have only averaged 129 points over the last three weeks, but they built up enough wins in the middle of the season to coast into the playoffs while Playfields rode their stable of RBs across the playoff finish line as the sixth seed. Will Schefter's source have the info they need to avoid all the positive COVID tests and defeat Playfields, or will the RB stable of Playfields trampede the sources? Stampede the sources. There you go. I I just mixed up stampede and trample and made Mm. a new word, trampede. Wow. Sounds there pretty painful. <laughs> few notes here is Eamon has DeAndre Hopkins, who you mentioned earlier, out for the regular season. And Baker, who has COVID. And then he's also got Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Swift listed as questionable. I don't know what the Lions are doing. It does not. I would be a little bit surprised if Swift ended up playing for them. And then Dylan has Elijah Moore on IR. And then he has Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, DJ Moore, and Elijah Mitchell all listed as questionable. I believe Elijah Mitchell is the only one that did not practice on Wednesday out of those, that list. Obviously, Elijah Moore, but um, the ones that are questionable, I think he's the one that did not practice. So I, I would assume the rest of them will play. All right. Quick playoff predictions here, Connor. Yep. I, uh, well, first you go first. Okay. Uh, I do anticipate Antonio and Cody moving on to the second round. Um, the four five matchup Baxter and David, I have Baxter moving on. That would be Zerg to face Antonio. And then I have Dylan beating Eamon, the six seed beating the three seed Dylan moving on to face Cody. And for me, 
I have the Rona Raiders moving on in the 4-5 matchup. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to have a big game against the Giants, and Josh Allen uh, and Burrow are going to come through on their end. Possibly even uh, Tyler Lockett have another good game. There, He's having a good connection with um, – Russell Wilson. And for the three, six matchup, I'm definitely going play fields. I dare you. Sorry, Eamon, but your team has not looked good the last couple of weeks. Now that has been due to injuries. I will give him that the last couple of weeks. He has had uh, Debo Samuel and Deandre Swift out. Um, and, and Kyler Murray has not, has just not played well. Um, but I still see, um, Dilly Dilly coming through with the the Dalvin Cook, the um, Tom Brady, uh, Alvin. I just don't know how you can send Aaron Jones to him. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So round two for me, I have Antonio versus Baxter and Cody versus Dylan. I have Antonio beating Baxter, moving on to the championship game, and I have Dylan beating Cody so far. We'll have a 1-6 matchup for me in the championship game. Um, I am going to have Baxter beating, having upset against the one seed. Well, that's funny um, because you just picked David to beat Baxter. Shoot. You're right. <laughs> I meant David. Sorry, I just meant the upset because I don't think um, – I think the Hertz Locker is going to have one of their bad games uh, that week. So I think the Rona Raiders, which of course is what who I said won the first time, I think the Rona Raiders will beat them in the championship. And I agree, uh, Playfields, I dare you, will also get into the championship, uh, making it – I'm having the, the four versus six mm-hmm. play in the playoff – or in the championship game. My champion is going to be Antonio. I have him taking it down as the one seed. And my champion is the six seed, your mortal enemy. I think Playfields, I dare you, and his late moves and his uh, voodoo magic will get it done and bring home the ship in this league. Okay. Should and what does, the, what does the champion get this year? How much get, money? Uh, 180, I, I believe. Uh, I I don't sorry. Remember. I sorry, I thought you were always prepared. Uh, but you definitely right get it is the uh, smooch. No, the smooch is for the dynasty league. Oh, sorry. The champion will get I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, well, you will you will get the big wood trophy. Yep, the handmade uh-huh. uh solid walnut smack mouth redraft trophy. Uh, Dylan, if you win it, you will have to come up here and get it from my cold, dead hands. I will be going down. Oh, I guess so. It won't be the end of the playoffs yet. Never mind. Uh, we sh- how can- we buried the league in the Dynasty League. We're, we're playing for the smooch, baby. The smooch. The smooch. First ever. The first ever smooch. I'm going to have to figure out where I can get a little nameplate. As well, I've, I've got a – ooh, I don't know where if I have the link anymore. I did have a place, but – there's a bunch of places out there that we can get some nameplates. Might have to delivered. go to the old Sooner Fashion Mall and see if I can just walk in there and have these people engrave something for me. Wow. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Figure it out. The smooch. 
It's a beauty. And, and some cash money. Cash right? money, two hundred dollars. <laughs> if you remember that, uh, the the smooch video. So let's see. Third place in redraft gets twenty dollars. Uh, second place gets forty. So that's sixty out of the two hundred forty dollar pot. So yes, the winner gets one hundred eighty dollars in redraft league here. Yep, yep, yep. Let's dig in to the Pirates League. Our matey is playoffs. The playoffs. Fight to the death for nothing. I mean, nobody. What did you think of my ugly pirate coconut that I found? I haven't bought it. I just thought it was funny. I think man, it was funny. Nobody even commented on it. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess nobody nobody likes the pirate. I don't think coconut. I don't think they knew you were actually serious. So whenever like, y'all listen to it in the pirate league, if you like the coconut, throw it a thumbs up. Listed at I think eight dollars on Facebook Marketplace. Hey, put it up, get five, and we'll call it a deal. <laughs> okay, uh, so this past week we had the yeah. two point bonus per receiving touchdown. So anyone that catches a touchdown. Um, we'll, we'll get eight points instead of just six points. Uh, not one of our bigger weeks. It's kind of one of our uh, smaller weeks point-wise. I think next year we should have all the bigger bonus – or not the – but end the year on with a big bonus like the completions or pass attempts or something like that. I mean, but, that, that could really swing playoffs on the last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are only two players with two receiving touchdowns. That would be uh, how it's written in the sheet is Dovante Adams um, <laughs> and Jamar Chase. So those are the only ones that got – they got plus four. Everyone else that got a touchdown is just two extra points. Not that big a difference. Um, player swaps. Katie stole Javante Williams Matrina and sent her Jamar Jefferson, who was supposed to get some run for the Lions that I don't think even scored a point. Uh, Kiro steals Captain Kirk from Chalavi and sends back Cam Newton. Oh, Captain Kirk as in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh, I thought earlier you said Captain Kirk for Christian Kirk, so threw me off. Oh, I Dylan steals Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr and sends uh, Trevor Lawrence to your boy, Commissioner. And then I got uh, – James Connor and sent back Dontre Hilliard, Dontrell Hilliard, who was then immediately uh, waived <laughs> by the team. Um, so it, it was a pretty close battle for the playoffs for a couple teams. I know Sean was, what were you, the two seed? And you went I was down the, the three five? seed going into the week and I lost both matchups. So I didn't beat the I didn't beat Dylan and I did not beat the league median. So I dropped two games in the loss column there. Wow. Um, so essentially for those that aren't in the league, we play, you know, against our opponent and then the league median. So two chance at two wins a week. And I was at 13 and 13 coming into the week and dropped to 13 and 15. Well, we had, uh, we had five teams into the season at 13 and 15 with only two of those teams getting into the playoffs. And that was so again, Baxter. it goes back to points. Yeah. And that was Baxter and myself. Uh, I edged out Katie and the salty sea winches uh, by what is that? Approximately 60 points, 60 points. 
um, Katrina was able to sneak in a a win against the league median at the almost the very last second of Monday night football. It seemed like, um, and so that moved her to 14 and 14. Had she not gotten that league, had she not gotten that league median win, which I didn't think she was going to get it. She for sure would have been out of the playoffs, putting Katie in the playoffs, but she, she sneaks in at 14 and 14. She is the four seed and Connor, you moved up from the four seed to the three seed uh, with a double victory. And that was if so Katrina lost to Katie. Mm. So Katie made a really good push and did everything that she could do to get in the playoffs. But Katrina scored just enough to get over the league median to get a 14 and 14 record instead of a 13 and 15. Wow. It was uh, it was really fun to watch, especially the second half of Monday Night Football, because it was I mean, it was very, very close. Uh, I, I did not expect there to be this many teams in the playoff hunt at the end of the year, but it was pretty fun to follow. Even though my team was horrendous dropping from the three to the sixth seed. Hey, uh, we did still have a few big pushes. Katie jumped from the 10 seed to the seven seed, as we mentioned, almost got in the playoffs, would have gotten in the playoffs had Katrina just scored about 10 less points. Mm-hmm. Just didn't do it. Um Looking ahead to the playoffs, playoffs, we've got Chalavi and Kiro getting the bye weeks as the one and two seed. Connor, again, you're the three two seed. Of the, I would just like to say those are the two people or two of the um, two of the four people that are not in our inner circle, are not in other smack mouth mm-hmm. football leagues, and they are the one and two seeds. So congrats yep. to our friend up north, Chalavi. Yeah, J-Lop and F-Ballers Bum, you guys are clearly terrible at fantasy football and did not make the playoffs. F-Ballers um, Bum was too uh, distracted by the salty sea winch. She herself. was chasing that sea winch, or he was chasing that sea winch. Oh, I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. I assume it's a he. Okay, going back. Chalavi one. Confirm nor deny. Two. Uh, the three versus six seed, Connor. Me and you, baby. Mm-hmm. Round one of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Duking it out. Winner will move on to Kiro in round two. And then we've got Katie and uh, not Katie, Katrina and Baxter in the four and five matchup with the winner moving on to take on Chalavi. Uh, playoff predictions here, Connor. You got them ready? I don't have them ready. You can go first. Okay. Uh, for the four five matchup, I have Baxter moving on to face Chalavi. And for the three and six, uh, I'll take myself here. Take myself to move on and face Kiro. Cocky. What? Uh, I said that was cocky. For the three six, I <laughs> think you will win. As, I think you will win as well. I do not have any running back depth, especially if James Conner ends up not playing. So I think you will win that matchup. And then I'm going to go with the feel-good story and get Katrina getting in the playoffs. She should not be in there. She got there – or not in the playoffs, but winning the next game. She got there again um, on that last fourth quarter probably of the Monday Night Football. So we'll have her beating Baxter. Yeah, let me see. Because who played on Monday night? It was – Oh, Arizona and the Rams. 
So yeah. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Oh, so Christian Kirk probably won it on that last drive. He got had one a forty-yard touchdown. Forty-yard, forty-yard catch in the fourth. Forty-yard catch. So that would be so six points. So I guess he got six points. So yeah, um, or so. Pretty good. Uh, so I have Baxter and Chalavi at the one and five. I picked Chalavi to go to the championship game. And then I have myself and Kiro as a two versus six matchup, and I'm gonna take. The mangy scoundrels to make the championship in the pirate league. Really, gonna pick the mangy scout scoundrels, even though he's got Hunter Renfro. Mm, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've set my team up pretty well to compete for this championship. My my receivers are definitely my weak spot. Yep. Okay. Um, and for mine, I agree with you on the first one. Chalavi is definitely going to make it to the winning circle. And then Hero versus I, unfortunately, I think I'm going to agree with you, Sean. Oh, no. I, don't, I, <laughs> I think the... Uh, what's your team name? The Scoundrels are going to get in on the backs of JTT and Dalvin Cook, um, peppered in with a little Cordero Patterson. Okay, so we both have Chalavi versus myself. So that would mm-hmm. be the uh, oh, uh, what's his team's the one, name? One and six seed. The two winches, oh, two. one cup tain against the mangy scout or the yeah the mangy scoundrels. Uh, who's your champion? My champion is definitely going to be Chalavi. And that's who I have as Travis, well. Travis Kelsey playing um, the Bengals that day, which means Joe Mixon, who he also has playing the Chiefs. Um, and then not to mention Austin Eckler is playing Denver that week as well. So. I think he'll be able to pull it out. And he's got the old man, Tom Brady, and Carson Wentz pulling it through on the other side. Oh, oh yeah, Tom Brady pays uh, the Jets on week 17. Okay. Well, um, that's who I have as well. So we have the same champion. Uh, Should be interesting. Jonathan Taylor against the Raiders that day on championship weekend. Kyler Murray has Dallas. Dalvin Cook has Green Bay. So Cordero has Buffalo. That's not a great matchup for Cordero in championship weekend. It is whenever he catches passes instead of. Yeah, I guess so. I guess not, not the best. but Which I guess uh, we have seen the Colts and New England just absolutely do nothing but run the ball through the Buffalo defense. So maybe that's the recipe. And uh, um, did, did you say Kyler Murray's playing Dallas? Mm-hmm. Okay. That could be a high scoring game. That'll be a fun game for championship weekend. I hope it's a standalone game. Yeah. That's it. Playoff projections for all three Smack Mouth Leagues, Dynasty, Redraft, and Pirate League. It's the playoff season. It's the Yoffs. It's going to be fun to follow, unless it's me and you in the Redraft League. We just might as well not look at it. Um, any last words about the Yoffs before we move on to – to the wrap-up? Nothing about the playoffs, but I, I, I just looked it up. The Cardinals and the Cowboys play at noon. 
Oh, that surely that'll get flexed. Is it Saturday? It's not Saturday if it's at noon. Hopefully they flex that out or something. Yeah, I don't know their uh, rules. January 2nd at 2. So that'll be the – or January 2nd at noon. So mm-hmm. well, everyone will be will be just getting just waking up. What what people do you know that sleep till noon? Oh, sorry, I was thinking uh, New Year's Eve, but New Year's Eve happens on uh, December thirty first. Yes, and you sleep in on the first. So uh, and Connor, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but New Year's Eve as a parent means you still go to bed at about ten o'clock. Well, you act like I've even stayed up whenever I wasn't a parent. (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Uh, Please go tell your friends, your family about our podcast. Uh, Maybe you, you want to be so gracious as to share our podcast in other leagues that you're in spread the word. We hope that this is fun for everyone to listen to. uh, Even if you're not in our universe, Uh, rate and review on whatever platform you listen uh, send us whatever you want. Uh, Connor listed off our email address, the smackmouthfootball at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, let us know how you're doing in the playoffs, if you made the playoffs, if you hate fantasy football and never want to play again. I don't have a dad joke ready yet, Connor. Do you have one ready? I do have one. Um, due to the coronavirus outbreak, it is relative to that. Um how do you wash your hands over the holidays? Mm. With sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. Um. So I don't know what the word apocalypse means. What's the big deal? It's not like it's the end of the world. Hmm. That might be one of your worst. It wasn't the best delivery. I will admit (laughs) that. Let me find a better one. Um, Why did the restaurant hire a pig? I'm not sure. Because he was good at bacon. Mm, Nice. I'm always a fan of bacon jokes. I saw one today that I'm going to try and find. It was very cringy. Um but it made me chuckle. Please hold. Please hold. What do, what do elves learn in school? I don't know. The alphabet. Aha. Yes. Um, So I surveyed a hundred women on their favorite shampoo on what their favorite shampoo is. Hmm. Uh, 99% replied, get out of my shower. How many women did he ask? A hundred. Ninety-nine. So there's one lady that was like, come on. Yeah, my wife. My wife. Oh, so you looked at I need to I'll talk to Kylie about that and what she thinks about you getting into 99, trying to get into 99 <laughs> other women's showers. Probably they'll notify the Norman police as well. Hopefully. Uh well, if you're in the playoffs. Good luck. Uh, one, one quick note. We've got three Smackmouth football leagues. Nobody made the playoffs in all three leagues. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. At least also, the way that I could think of. So you can double check me on that. We'll, we'll mention this just since you mentioned the Smackmouth 
we did a best ball draft auction style that was probably Brutal. the most painful thing ever because we had was it four hour clocks or something crazy? Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad, but we did it just to kind of test it out. Um, the final standings in that or playoff standings in that ended up being Baxter with the one seed who was 12 and two on the year. I got the two seed nine and five Groot, which you smack mouth uh, people in the best ball league. No, we all love Groot and wish there was room for him to be in other leagues. Great person. He got the three seed, also nine and five. Amon, four seed, nine and five. Uh, Dylan with the five seed at seven and seven. And Antonio with the six seed with six and eight. Sean, you were also six and eight, but lost out by about 90 points. Um, it's been, a, I mean, I just check it here and there. That's a good thing about best ball that you don't have to check it, but just shout out to Baxter. You did, you got the one seed in this one just because you didn't get in the playoffs in Dynasty. Um, you got the one seed in here, and you're doing great. Um, but I will come out with the championship in this one. Also a great name for Baxter, uh, team name of Groot, Scoot, and Boogie. Mm, yeah, Baxter was a big fan of, of uh, Groot. Um, so I'm not sure if they've had a little, little side thing. I don't know if, if Baxter's wife knows about it or not, but um, – Maybe if you're friends with Groot, I don't know if F Baller's bum or, or if any of y'all are friends with Groot. Maybe uh, I think Groot is in F Baller's uh, other league that we are in. He's the elimination. He's tag. in one of my leagues. He's in elimination tag with us. Oh, he is. And he okay. narrowly avoided being eliminated. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. But if y'all know him personally, maybe uh, send him a link to the pod. Let him know that he got a shout out at the end. And that uh, he's he's definitely a friend of the pod. Um, that's it, everybody. Week 15 is coming. Thursday night football tonight. Chiefs and Chargers should be a big, exciting, hopefully lots of high-scoring points. Good luck in your playoffs unless you're playing one of us. Then we hope you lose. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.